Eternal Dirtles is brought to you by our supporters at Patreon.com. You can join them at Patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles. Thanks. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. Excuse me. Dumb. My name is Hi kids, do you like islands? Want to cast some elemental dinosaur hippo hybrids? Creatures with text boxes longer than vendor buy lists? Cool cards that'll get fucked by some cynic mythics? We printed dead weight, can't sequence the spells straight. I'm unlikely to even top eight my friend's MySpace. Foresight said, transgressive cards need a place to live. But why? We have to abide by the reserve list. Since age 12, I hated myself. Fetch lands, tutoring perfect mana for some reason never helped. Selling secret lair for a month's rent is rude, dude. During a pandemic, it's like sneezing in my mouth. Oh, ew. Back to basics should have obviously cost rainbow. Decks like 69 color Snoko pretty much say so. Nice. Yo, Phil, why are you acting all out of whack, kid? Fuck Chalice of the Void. I yelled from the loser's bracket. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Oko Thief of Crowns having a six pack is weird. Dude eats more food than Kobayashi does in a year. He's more loyal than a professionally trained golden retriever, even though he's a thief and turned the king into a beater. Akoya's creature types are pulled out of a hat. There's octopi, nightmares, fox sharks, and bats. Overpriced cycles and ad nauseum's cat and an otter got banned from the casual format. 99% of the set's cards are unplayable, except there's a planeswalker polymorph available. Get ready to get slapped in the dick with the spaghetti monster, cause Grim Monolith makes that fox an Eldrazi Maelstrom Wanderer. Try and guess the names of all the wedges. The cons of Tarkir time traveling with senses. Up until their names got replaced in development, guess mutate as a mechanic ultimately was relevant. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Bill. Astrolabe makes all the colors fake. Melt the snow with a band hammer made out of lava cake. Sensei's top will greet it from beyond, where Deathrite Shaman gets probed by Jataxions. There's a heavenly whale that flies for double blue. It's like Ophidian smuggled the copter without the loots. Boss's Oracle predicts Doomsday's on the way. Street Wraith finds a diamond that'll divorce you from the game. Miracles fails to keep a counterbalance because a veil of summer has covered the snowy islands. The mystic monastery monks entreat the angels as well as my fat ass handles a dozen bagels. I lay awake refreshing the spoilers in my head, trying to understand if mutate makes any sense. Maybe Rosewater will lay off the parasitics the way my competitive record lays off the winning. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Hi, this game is fun. This game is dumb. My name is Ficky 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 Force of Phil. Many of you know the fastest miracles player alive. Call me the Nostradamus of dumb shit. Big surprise. I mean, it sucks. My lazab not brew when awry. Of course, the only mythics that I like are left to die. I wonder if there will be a time we stop complaining about all the competence future future leagues curtailing. I'd imagine if we did, you wouldn't even know the difference. They seriously printed sorceries with flash. Those are instants. They're instants. You can't fucking fool me, Watsy. They're instants. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Goley and Phil Blackman. Nate, Phil, how's it going, guys? Feeling pretty good. It's warm here. What's it, what's it like there? It is moderately temperate today. Uh, the sun came out for a minute. What is the outside? <laughs> yeah. Here, it's like welcome to New York, where oh, the yeah, outside is definitely optional. 
Yeah. Well, it's hot out and I'm heated. Yeah, it sounds like, like it. Went on this. This this pre-show we had. Whew, I wish I had All that. Right, on, so, so on I'm just tape. gonna say I'm I'm gonna say this before uh, I I pass it over to Nate. Uh, I think we need more companions, not less. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I actually we'll talk about we'll talk about the companion mechanic. But I have, there is a there is a ruling on Luris of the Dream Done that has been driving me crazy ever since I found out about it. Mm-hmm. And here's the ruling. So with Luris of the Dream Den in play, that means it could be a companion or whatever, right? It doesn't it just have to be on the battlefield. If you have a X spell permanent in your graveyard, you may not cast that card for more than two. That has to do with rule 601.2E or something like that. And you can have the card in your deck. You can cast it for six from your hand or nine from your hand or 200 from your hand. But if you try to cast the special thing this card lets you do, you can't do the reason is it says you may cast a spell with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard. And it's not a card at that point. It's a spell. So then the X checks on the stack and there's one last check and it won't make it to the stack. So the upshot for me is this. Like, I, I, I feel bad because I've kind of been like ranting about this every once in a while on Twitter. And I feel like the people, uh, Matt Murray, who, who brought this, who I saw this, you know, because of, because of his uh, wrap-up of the Vintage Challenge where he said where multiple people in the Vintage Challenge had cast Stone Coil Serpent out of their graveyard for five or six or something with workshops with Alluris in play. And the ruling says you can't do that. And it took me a second of going back and forth with Matt and a judge to understand that this is what the concept was. Now, you guys, the three of us, we have a group chat that we do for show prep, and every once in a while we'll say, hey, does this work, right? And usually within five minutes, one of us has the answer for whoever asked, right? Like, within two minutes, one of us has the wrong answer, always. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we usually get the right answer pretty quickly, yeah. you know? Look at Scryfall, look at the ruling, or just look at the, read the card from a different perspective, and we know the answer. I had, I was looking at this card. We are pretty good at this. None of, we did not mention this at all in our setting. We didn't see it. No one else mentioned it. No one noticed this interaction. So here's my here's my issue. There are two options here. Either this was intentional or it wasn't by the design team. If it was intentional, that means that they decided this templating is good enough and any person who opens this card and looks to put it in their deck is going to notice it. I do not think that is the case. I think this is really, you have to know the difference between a spell and a card and 99% of the time they're the same, but this one situation, they're not the same, right? So I think that's naive. If that to think that that was the case, I think they didn't realize that this was the case. It got to the rules manager who saw it. They had to issue a ruling, and either they decided that it wasn't worth making a change to the rule, or issuing an errata, or or just saying the ruling could be different because it's the only card that both grants and removes permission to cast a spell. Right? I, yeah. That's what I, drives I, me crazy. This card tells you that you can cast a spell, you start to cast it, and then halfway through casting it, technically you can't. I'm about halfway through, Bill. You want to jump in here? So the, the thing is, is that like I from 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 the rules perspective of they're saying that you can do this, uh, like you can play it for any amount from your hand, but then you can only cast it for two from the graveyard. I can see, like, if you actually break down how the rules work that we've always known them to work, it makes sense that this is the ruling. I'll, I'll, I'll explain the, the, this, the, the thing that tripped everybody up, including me, for a while thinking about it. But within the rules as they currently stand that we've known forever, this does make sense in the context of how it's templated. And that is because when you're casting it from your hand, Luris doesn't give you any restrictions in terms of what you can cast from your hand. It just says that in your deck, you can only have permanence with CMC 2 or less. So in your deck, an example like Stone Coil Serpent or any X spell, an X spell in your deck is considered a zero CMC when you're building it, right? Yep. And then in when you're casting it from your graveyard, the, the CMC of an X spell on the stack is whatever you paid for X. But when you cast it, it's you do, the, the spell that you can target it, so you can target it with Luris's ability. You can't. Luris is not targeted, but that's that's, a, that's an important we, we, point. We, we, what, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you can cast you can it in your it. graveyard. You can, it, yes. you can choose it. Yeah, you can choose it because it costs zero. But then the 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 thing that trips people up is when you announce the spell you want to cast. The way that it actually works. Correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding is you announce that you are casting the spell and then pay any costs required to cast that spell. That is correct. 
So when you announce, I want to cast Stone Coil Serpent, that's where you get to go, okay, I'm going to cast it, and then you will pay any amount of mana for X, but then Lurus, on the restriction that you can only cast CMC equals 2, means that if you announce that you're casting the Stone Coil Serpent where X equals 3, that would mean that that permanent is a 3 CMC that you cannot cast from your graveyard. So it's, it's that interim that I feel like tripped up everybody, including me, where you announce that you want to cast it, and then you pay mana for it, and then that determines the CMC of the spell. And from a graveyard with Luris, that's the restriction, and that's where you get this like in between where you can choose it and then have it not actually like resolve. And that make like if if that's how the rules have worked for as long as we've pl- been playing, that you announce the spell and then you pay the costs, then the ruling that they've made is technically the correct one. I it understand just, that. It, it just it I'm just not, makes I'm no sense intuitively because it doesn't work like that with I I don't think it works like that with like any other card. I want to keep going. There's no other card that does this where this interaction comes up in the exact same way. That's There's the thing I wanted to, I, I wanted to oh, yeah. glom onto really fast uh, because uh, I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with um, uh, Ari Melber from MSNBC. Okay. Uh, he's he's cla- he's classic for uh, taking uh, normally rap rap stars and uh, sort of boiling down the point of one of his segments into that that thing that the rap star said. Um, okay. So this is classic pop icon Tom Petty, uh, and Loris is saying, "Don't do me like that." Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that is that is an excellent point. <laughs> All right. Just so couple couple things I want to jump on. So I researched it. I researched it when I when I first saw this. I was trying to find any way that I could that I was because first of all I didn't I didn't know that I agreed with this ruling. Um, and I think that that's more that like they can just do whatever they want. They can say whatever they want is the rules. You know how that like how split cards have changed. Yeah. You know what their CMC is. There's no rule that says that, that this happened. It just happened to have in the way the rules were implemented at the time that this was the case when you use this term. With Chandra Accolade of Flame, you may cast target instant sorcery card converting mana cost three or less from your graveyard. Um, once that targeting resolves, you can make it X equals whatever. It doesn't recheck. With something like Void Winnower, if you go to cast a Fireball for X equals three, Void Winnower will say no, you can't do that because that's four CMC on the stack. However, Void Winnower is not granting you the permission to cast Fireball. That's why this that's why this drives me crazy. Yeah. You have a card that is both granting and removing permission to cast a certain spell. Now look, I do not care. I have no skin in the game about whether or not this ends up being a legal play with Lurus, right? Like in terms of like, I want to play a deck or something. Like, I really want this particular interaction work. I don't care. What I care about is this, okay? There's no chance it was intentional. I, I you would have to, I, I would, I would eat Alluris if the, if they, if they <laughs> release the design logs. I would eat Alluris if they release the design logs and it says, I really, I'm the designer and I intend for this to not work from the graveyard with X spells because I guarantee they didn't think of it. Cause it's nonsensical. Why would you do that? It makes no sense. Why would you make it that, especially with such a subtle, subtle, tiny rules word, right? That's what drives me crazy. It's not, there's no reminder text. There's no anything on it, right? Are there any other X spells in this set with a converted mana cost of uh, two or less that are X spells? It's not about whether or not to the I'm set. I'm just saying, it like, do they have any other cards to even go off of here? The Stonecoil Serpent? Yeah, that's it, right? There's not, like, uh, you know, it doesn't two matter. Mana X. It doesn't matter. Here's why it doesn't matter. Because when, how about just we're going to look at Wells' in standard with this card and see if there's any weird interactions. Isn't that their job? Isn't that their job? <laughs> it is their job. It is Isn't their job. Isn't that their job? That's what they, oh, we, only, we can only test for standard. Well, you didn't catch this. I'll tell you what, you didn't catch this, right? So don't do your job, right? Look at what's in standard. And then, and then so it's, it's, at some point along the line, there was malpractice. Either they didn't realize it, they didn't check. The rules manager, which I'm assuming, whoever puts out the rulers, I'm assuming that's the rules manager, didn't say like, hey, this is really fucked up wording. We should really consider, I have to make this ruling because this is what the rules say, but maybe you want to talk about it. No, none of that. None of that. We don't, we don't care. We're going to throw this out there. Could you, like, look, it's easy to say like there's bigger problems. There currently are much bigger problems in this. But if everything was going normally, people would have opened this card at their pre-release, right? 
They would have yanked stuff out of their graveyard in their in their practice games. They would have showed up to FNM and probably done it a bunch of times, and then they would show up to some sort of comp REL thing, or they try and do it online, and suddenly it wouldn't work. However, you can do it online. I have actually heard that you can do this on Arena with Stone Coil Serpent. They didn't program it. If this was not a priority, this is not how the card is supposed to work. No one is going to ever convince me that this is how the card is supposed to work unless I see in the design log someone say, hey, I'm the moron that designed this, and because I'm a freaking griefer, I want to make sure that it works this way. No, you're never going to get me to believe that, you know, absent that, because there's no way anyone thought of this, and that's what drives me crazy. We didn't think of Sahili Cat. We didn't Oko our opponent's stuff. All right, go design more cards for unsanctioned. Go design more fake playtest cards. Tell us how it feels bad to have land destruction, how you can't like remove stuff, how we can't have symmetrical effects, because we're too fucking stupid to understand how to play the goddamn game. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's outright ridiculous. It is insulting. And I know that, I'm, look, part of this is for effect, but look, I'm this mad because it's insulting. Because yeah. it's insulting. It is insulting. You insult your players constantly when you make bullshit cards that are so overpowered that you don't even have to know how to play the game to figure to win the game with them. And you insult your when you your players when you say we can't have symmetrical effects because people don't apply it to their own stuff and it feels bad when they find out they can't do it. Well, are you kidding? Are you kidding? What a joke! What an absolute joke! I I, I mean, why why? I, why do we? Why? Why support this game? There are people playing Legacy from pre-War this far. The people playing Legacy from pre-Innistrad. People playing pre-Modern and old school because people love this game, and they hate what these people are doing to it. It is insane. That's my rant. That's my rant. I just cannot believe that that they insult their players like this. I'm clapping up for for that. That was one of the hottest hottest. Takes I think we've ever had on the on the podcast, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, up, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at me and saying I'm overreacting. Of course, I'm, I'm applying lotion right now because because of the heat. The burn, right? Yeah. <laughs> I am overreacting, but like that, and just it's just so insulting. It just is like it's like oh no, we're, we we would, we really needed to have this. We can't have this. We got to have this, and that's before you get which we're going to talk about for the rest of the show. How stupid this mechanic is from the beginning, from the get-go. So who wants to jump in on that first? <laughs> I mean, can, should we just start with they they finally got a card banned in a format before the set came out? Do we start there? Yeah. I mean, it's that commander, was, but like still, that's like pretty egregious that like a card could be created in any form in in any form of the game where it's immediately immediately just decided that like that's absolutely no it will ruin a format we've got to get rid of it i mean the more you think about it that that, that should have been their indication they knew that was going to happen but th- dude this is the Ah, this is the year of Commander. Like, this is the year that they put aside to say that Commander, this year, this is the thing we're fucking focusing on. And they literally put out a a card that got banned before it even hit stores. And like, come on, don't you even talk to those guys? Like, don't you ever, like, think... They do. I wonder... They said that they... <laughs> They said that they that they talked to the, the rules committee was like we're probably gonna ban this and they said okay well we're gonna print it anyway. We're gonna fucking they were like fucking fight me bro I'm gonna do it anyhow. <laughs> you know. Now I can see like they didn't want to redesign the blue red companion this close to the release date or whatever it was that it, that they found out. But if you look at what the commander rules committee said to them, it's auto include no opportunity cost. Yeah. Just makes this absolutely has to be played and look what's happening with the other companions. Yeah, it, oh, that's already happening. I mean, dude, vintage decks right now are bonkers. It's already almost a singleton format, right? Then you take that card yeah. that allows you to just pl- like Loris and and you automatically have a card that basically doubles anyone you throw in your deck one thing. time. So Lutri, sorry. Lutri. Dude, I, yeah, I saw I saw um I, I wish I, I took a screenshot of it so I could uh, I think, give credit uh, Robert to Robert Posted it. Posted it. 
the 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 thing where he just showed a deck of all singletons and then yeah, he, he, the caption was like decks. yeah Several. try and restrict this watsy and it yeah. was literally it was literally already like, islander hi you have ruined the format of vintage because you created this fucking card like come the fuck on i mean that's it's that there's there's the there's the gyruda there's the gyruda combo deck right mm-hmm. and they had they had to actually ban the card they didn't ban Luris to fix this error by the way but they banned Gyruda because you can't because it's not broken enough currently because Leyland of the Void and, R- and Rest in Peace are not supposed to stop you from getting the cards but they do so right now that card that deck is actually powered and now you've got this loop, the, the Luris decks in Legacy and I guess Pioneer one Modern I think was 8 out of 8 Companions maybe Standard and then Pioneer is 6 out of 8 too. this is not just about us like it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's just the opportunity cost was not low enough on these cards. And well, the, the 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 opportunity cost for at least for so for Zerda he was just a combo piece. Yeah. Garuda was just a combo piece. So yeah. th- those weren't asking for much. Those were just you know okay here's a combo piece you always open in your hand so you can just open one card combos right. Mm-hmm. Um, with. Luris, it just didn't ask anything of you. Like the decks that it's in right now. Yeah, like it's it's it, in it's Ravager like shops. It's, it's, it's in <laughs> Ravager shops. So rude. It's in it was in it was in no flavor, literally any flavor of Delver that didn't have to make any concessions in order to play it. And now it's just like, okay, what is the other stuff you want to put with the Delver package that you just get to have? And I mean, then we talked about that Yor- last week. And then you know? Yorion. Yorion has a restriction where you have to like that actually feels like a restriction. You have to play with 20 more cards in your deck. The thing is, is that instead of playing the thing that you wanted to play as a three of now, you just play it as a four of add seven or eight lands. And then you just get to free roll this, you know, five, five, five flyer, five, five, four flyer, whatever the hell it is that like will draw you a bunch of cards because like literally if you look at the car, if you look at the deck, the Yorion deck, it's pretty much just 2019 cards plus Yorion. And Tundras. And then, yeah, of course, like, you know, your, your generic blue soup cards. No, no, I know what you're saying. That's what's funny. It's just that and Tundras. <laughs> but other, other than that, it's like, the, I, I think it's another one of those things where, aside from Luris, which the thing is, is that we know that they don't look at the older formats. Like, they're just not taking them into account when they're printing the designs. But there are certain things that I found confusing in terms of how they structured the companions. So, like... Garuda, which only cares about even cost spells, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, and it, and it, it's it's all it, it, you can only play even cost spells, or is it non-creature permanents or not uh, just permanents? It's, it's non land permanents, yeah. Non land permanents, and then Obosh cares about only uh, odd converted mana cost permanents, right? Nope, odd converted mana cost everything. Which, so it's weird that like Garuda cares about only permanence the way Lurus only cares about permanence, but then Obosh and Karuga, which are their like opposites, care about everything. Yeah. Like Karuga, you can only have CMC, you can only have spells that are CMC three in your deck, regardless of what the spells are. Where it's like yes. Lurus has the caveat that it's only permanence, therefore you still get to free roll Force of Will. And yeah. if you if you, like let's say Lurus only said you can only play spells with two or less, then all of a sudden there's a deck-building cost because now your concession is, okay, well, I have to concede Force of Will here. And Force Negation. And Force Negation if you're in the blue decks. It's like, okay, that's real. That Now, no, now we're talking, no right? Like, yeah. if, if you show me a Luris and I 100% guarantee that I'd never have to play around a Force of Will, that's a concession. But the way it's templated now, they're, like with Delver and with Storm and any really any of the other decks that are playing Luris right now, like that is just not like permanence of CMC two or less. Okay, so you can't play Oko. That's it. That's like that's the best thing about this card is that you can't play Oko. <laughs> but you were true name or any of these other horrible cards. But yes, I, I I know it's like barely it was barely a cost, and I did take a spin with the Luris Grixis Delver deck, and it was weird. It was very unusual to have like a Mistress Bobble, a bunch of Mistress Bobbles in my Delver deck, right? But for the mo- and for the most part, um, I either lost, you know, or just won because the double pack. Like Luris was very rarely mattered. Someone conceded when I put it on the stack, and then once I like cast it, cast a Delver on an empty board. 
any other time it just got countered or I got wastelanded off double black. Right? So, like, even then, it's like, yes, it's Lurus Silverdale. Look how crazy good it is. Well, how crazy good is it? <laughs> I just dreadhorde, most of the times I won, I was just dreadhorde arcanisting my way through my deck. Just like I would have if I was playing Ender Delver deck. Turns out you don't really miss the three drops when everything else is so good. When you have Delver and Dreadboard Arcanist and Young Pyromancer and everything, right? And Sprite Dragon with Mishra's Bobble, which is pretty cute. I think when we talked about Sprite Dragon, I was like, what are you going to play this with Mishra's Bobble? And it turned out that's what they did. Yeah, dude. The answer is, <laughs> yup. <laughs> yep. I, I, um, I'm only, I'm only bringing up that point to just say, like, I don't know if Luris is broken. I mean, it's not, it's powerful. And the fact that you always open it in your hand is good, right? Uh, would it be would, would you play it would any Delver deck play this card in its in it would you ever build a Delver deck with this card in it like if you couldn't play it outside the game as a 3-3 three, three, see I think it's actually interesting because if Luris didn't have companion if you actually had to spend the slot in your deck yeah. as a 3-3 three, three, CMC spell I think it would just be a really powerful option that people could play and would be good and would be playable without being busted where I think it's like the reason that the commandions are so good is that the, the restriction built into them to give you the advantage of having them at all times and they can't be interacted with isn't a restriction in the format, in the context of the format. Well, I, I mean, it's weird because I, I haven't been able to look at these other decks in other formats. Again, I want to be clear, like these cards are not just, it's, we're going to talk about legacy. We're not going to talk about other formats, but it's like, we can say, like, well, you get access to Force of Will, but, like, apparently whatever Pioneer's Force of Will is, it's good enough, too, right? <laughs> you know? Like, because they've got companions all over the place, and Modern has companions all over the place. Like, I, you just, how is that, What it, it just was not enough. It took, and it took, like, 24 hours for that to be the case. It's not like these were sitting around for a while waiting for people to break them. Like, people had the decks. It's just like, oh, just take this, I'll move this and this around. And now I have this companion, no matter when, no matter what. I always have it. I don't think Lurus of the Dream Devil would not be played in Delver. Now, I, I don't think it would be played in Delver, rather, if it was a card you had to put a, spend a slot on. One in double, not blue. Right? Yeah. Like, bolts, like you have to, you have to untap with it to get value most times. No, I think the, the, I think play. I think the Misha's bobble value is actually really high because I think the, the the subtle information of either fixing your draw with a with a fetch or knowing that uh, what card they're going to draw the fact that with Luris you can loop it means that you know what care you, you could it, with Luris on the table and a Misha's bobble you'll know every draw step that your opponent's going to have for the rest of the game unless they fetch and you draw an extra card every time. right. So I think like that combination, that interaction of essentially a, a fate seal draw card to know how you need to line up your spells while going up in cards is a, a really, really powerful interaction that we would see even if Luris was just Luris without. But I don't know that we would. The point is, I don't think we would see it if it was already the best shell in the format. For what it's worth, saying? like Delver is always the best shell. If you look at any of the cards right. that we have talked about banning or that ne have needed banning since Sensei's top, it has always been Delver. Right, but I'm, what I'm saying is I don't think Delver I don't think Delver would have played this card. I don't think Delver has room for four Mishra's Baubles and some amount of Luris for that incremental value. Like, in addition to all the other stuff it wants to play, like the high-velocity spells, if you have to put the, the card in your deck. That's what I'm saying. But the fact that you don't have to put it in your deck just means that this deck, which is already great, can just pre-roll it. Yeah, know? I'm not a Delver aficionado, but I think that there 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 might be some world where like certain certain builds of Delver would actually be interested in the game. Yeah, people people would try it. I don't think it would be the best thing. You go back to True Name or you play Oko or something, right? You know, you don't need to know what your opponent's drawing if you have Oko, right? Because you're just going to stop whatever it is anyway. So, um, I mean, that's that's my point. But I, I guess like. I do think I agree with you in that way, Bill, that I think it's a cool little engine card that has some real tension and some very interesting synergies that we might never, ever get to explore in that way because it's just already in the best deck because 
there's no cost to put there's no there's no deck building cost to patent and that's that's what's going to happen i want let's talk about zerda for a second because zerda i'm curious about your opinion on this zerda is a combo piece right and you always have this combo piece but it's always a three card combo you know so yeah I, the, well the, there's, would that there's card something... be played if yeah, it's also they... the only, be quick, quick, it's also the only card in the game i did check this where it it sits in play and it reduces all of your other permanents um, activation costs by two. So it is also a uniquely powerful effect. Like trading grounds only hits creatures and so and so only hits artifacts. Like I've looked at a few other cards, but like this is the only card that just like blanket reduces all your costs. So it's still a valuable combo piece. I think there's something particular about the combo uh, piece companions between Zerda and Garuda. Where the, the specific interaction that puts them over the top is that you LED with them is just Black Lotus, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's the discrepancy. Like I don't, neither of them. Like maybe somebody is interested in doing a Zerta combo deck where you're playing it as a four of because it's a combo piece that you know with all the ramp spells like it just becomes a, an auto win if it sticks. But I mean I'm sure that would exist and it would be fine. But I think the the combo versions just. They get to free roll. The companion just means that LED is Black Lotus, and that's it for them. That's true of Luris, too, in the Swarm decks. And with Gyrudo, I, I, like, I don't think the Gyrudo deck is translatable without you just having it every time, right? The fact that you're going to mill these clones and clone it a zillion times, right? You're not going to Entomb Reanimate and then start this chain. Because putting the Entomb and the Reanimate in your deck pins out the chain. This works because of spell density, right? Or clone density? Well, it was... I mean, technically, it's supposed to only work on the four cards that you flip, right? So, Right, but what I'm saying is, like, the, the fact that you don't have to, like, find a way to get this into play... Like, you don't have to, you don't have to find a way to draw it and find a way to... Oh, yeah, you just it. need six mana. You just, yeah, you just need six mana, which means yeah, that you don't have to... You don't, and, like, you're not going to just... You can't play it off LED... You know, otherwise. So, so, so here's <laughs> here's the here's the um, the comparison. There is a, the, a Godo in EDH. So okay. Godo in EDH is functionally a, if you if you if Godo is your commander, there there is a a build of the deck where all you need to do is make eleven mana, cast Godo, and the game ends. Helm of the host. Helm of the host. So the if entire structure of the deck. Like, nothing else, the deck doesn't need to do anything else other than make 11 mana and the game ends, right? Because you just combo out from there. The same way that you, with Garuda, you only need six mana and you combo out from there. Jeez. Yeah, or you can... Or you can... Nate's dealing with some new Goto information right now. Hold on, I'm trying to figure it out, right? So you you put play the thing it, on you the just get Helm of the Host out and then you attach to Goto. That's, what, that's the whole combo. And then Helm of the Host creates another Godo. Yep. That Godo comes into play. Do? So that Godo comes into play. Uh, uh-huh. uh, you uh, attack, right? Uh, then you go to your next combat step. And what do you know? Another Godo comes into play. You attack, and you go to your next combo step. Uh, sorry, combo step. Your uh, next combat step. Uh, every combat step. A new oh, because the token isn't legendary. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you just have okay. infinite three threes coming across. So as long as your opponent can't block, like, like as long as you can get enough three threes to like bulldoze the guy who has a bigger blocker, uh, eventually, <laughs> right? You'll you'll win. Well, you'll do infinite. Okay, sorry, sorry for that sidetrack. <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's, an, it's important information because who knows? Eventually, yeah. they're gonna put out a card that makes that a legacy playable uh, combo. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, like a Goto that also attaches it to Godo itself. Goto and Shell. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so like, we've got, yeah, the guy rid of thing is like, yeah, but the point is like, how would you normally cast a six mana spell or get a six mana spell on display where you'd like show, you know, show and tell or do and reanimate. And then, you know, by the time you add all those cards to your deck, you can't really, um, cast this card. But in this deck, the way the deck's built, all you need is like a bunch of LEDs and uh, ancient tombs and stuff. And there you go. You're up to the races, right? And the races are usually that you attack for 57. 
or whatever it is. So um, that's the thing. But like the card is probably unplayable other than that, right? It's just like a crappy legend or like some sort of EDH build around. Which Garuda? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Garuda sees any play if you don't have multiple, if you don't have a set of Black Lotuses in your deck. Yeah. Yorion, like, let's see what, let, yeah, Killy has been playing. I gotta look them all up because I didn't leave it on them. So, so Yorion, Yorion. Yorion's build is really just, it's 80 cards. So the restriction of just having to play with 80 cards, the, the, the value of having this five mana spell whenever you want it that your opponent can't interact with until you cast it, that with all of the, the, cards that you already want to be playing now because of 2019 just having a bunch of permanents that say draw a card tacked on yep. it, be- it becomes a free roll where all if all of your cards just draw more cards then the offsetting the 80 card count is the drop in consistency for the added consistency is negligible right because you're, you're making up for that consistency by getting you would never put this card in your blink deck otherwise because you don't need it because you have and below this cost, you have Flicker Wisp and Bellator Guardian and all the other things that you could probably just win. Right? The thing you know, for is, like, five mana in your Flicker deck, you could play uh, 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 when, when, a guy that's really – that always makes the game end. The guy, he's a goblin. He's 2-2. Two, two, he's got haze and copy stuff. No idea. <laughs> two, red, red, red. I can't think of the name of No, no, no. Two, red, 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 tap. Create a token that's a copy of the card. It works with, with the Zebra X Oh, Kiki. Kiki, Kiki. No, I was like, what are you talking about? I had no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for five mana and you're like, enter the battlefield deck, you just do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah like, you, can, like, you can use, you can have, you can play Splinter, your Splinter Twin, which is just Kiki Jiki and the uh, Deceiver Exarch and Pestermite. Uh, if you just forego Splinter Twin, you can play Obosh. You can play Obosh. Well, why would you want to play Obosh? Because it's free. <laughs> because of both, because you bolt people for six. That's you why. just get to, you just get to have an Obosh if okay. you just play Kiki Deceiver Exarch without Splinter Twin. Yeah, you can play the Red Rituals, which cast both Deceiver with both with which both cast Obosh and uh, Kiki Jiki. Um, I think so the point of it going through all this is like these. It's not so much that these cards are, are busted. It's that with the possible exception of Zerda, which might just be like an, a combo piece no matter what. It's that you you kept you get the free roll right. That's that's the difference right. That it's just that much better to have this always. So what are they going to do? What what what's the solution here? I I've mean, got five. I got five. I made five. I made five notes here. Okay, so I'll, I'll guess one of them. Okay. Uh, if you're playing with a companion, you start with one less card in your hand. Yes, that was actually one that Phil suggested. Okay. So that's why. Yes. Um, so what do you think about that? Is that is that going to would not it? play with companions? Because <laughs> you can't. You you wouldn't. I think I think would, the cost would be too great at that point. But I'm I may be very wrong. Phil, that was one of your ideas. Yeah. If oh oh, as you want me to expand on that idea or guess another one? No, I want you to expand on that idea. I want you to tell because so, I, I I'm confi- I can't make a decision. I, I think there's zero percent chance that they would make a move like that. Where if you agree. if you show a companion, you are you you auto mulligan to six. Um, but I think that if that were the case, it would just be a means of instead of having the overwhelming advantage of just getting a free additional card that actually has like. Real text. It's not like the 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 one Selesnia Selesnia three two, that's just a three two, you know. It's not you just get a a, a random bad beater. Yeah. Um, it's like these cards have like legitimate effect text on them that you would want no regardless of their size. So going down a card would just offset the value of having this free card that your opponent can't interact with at the beginning of every single game. So that's where that idea came from. It's just to offset the raw cards that you're like. If you have a if you have a companion and I don't, you are just starting with more raw resources at the beginning of every game than I am. Yep. And it costs you nothing to do it because the restrictions in place on the on those effects outside of like maybe Yorion are negligible. I mean, you could argue that Zerda in your Chalice deck doesn't allow you to play Chalice. Whatever, man. Um, so like that's. But what you don't I, need I, Chalice because you have Zerda. 
That, well, that, the, the, idea the point of chalice is to, is to up, upend their consistency because you don't have any. But you, don't, you have consistency. You've already got your Zerda. That's yeah, why. I mean, the, the, the basis of the idea was just to offset the raw cards that yeah, you, yeah. each player would start with. So it's still seven right. in your opener. Without I, want to go back, I want to go back to what you said. You don't think they would do this. I think that this is unprecedented. And I, I would not. I would throw Preston out the window. They're going to have to make a decision that they are not comfortable with about these cards. Because there's think, nothing like this. I, 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 dis- I disagree on the premise that they aren't comfortable with making a decision. They have clearly stated that they are more willing and happy to make bans when necessary yeah. if it means so for the more for the older formats that they're not taking into account when they make these designs. Okay, like, that's, that's one of the other solutions I wrote down. Outright ban. Yeah, I think if, 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 like if the, the, the most likely situation is in the eternal formats, they just go, these cards are banned. And then if they want to do that same thing in vintage, then they'll just say companion is an, is is the companions are in the same vein as like anti and everything else. Pharisees. And that yeah. way, if they ever print more companions, you know that companion is already auto banned from vintage because it's on the same thing as if they printed another anti card. Anti cards would be banned. Can they print more okay. anti cards? That'd be great. They can do whatever they want, <laughs> right? That, but like that, they can do whatever they want. So they if, they, if they if they want, like I think the most realistic solution is they just ban all of them from the formats. But I also would be interested in I, I legit would be interested in seeing a world where instead of there being like if they want to move towards a world where companions are just the norm and every format is a semblance of EDH, because that's you know, where magic is headed long term is that like the casual format is the most popular format. If they can devote more of their cards in in, in standard printed sets to uh, appeal to players who are playing their most popular format, that is a pretty big incentive to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, the largest percentage of our player base is playing this particular format. It would only make sense that we make the majority of a standard legal set appeal to those players. That checks out with stop my you, logic. Uh, one second and say that Commander is not the most uh, played format. Kitchen table. It's not the most, the most played, played. It's the most popular. It's right. Sorry, the most popular format is still Kitchen Table. It's it's just the card you own. Oh, from from their point of view though, that like if they're trying to sell it to people, they're selling it to EDH players, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But so, my my argument against that would be that EDH players are not people. Don't just pop up, pop in and play EDH. Like you play I mean, EDH because you played Magic a long time and you've got a bunch of cards and you might make an EDH deck. I don't think you play EDH if you're like. I think most EDH players are aware of the of like quote unquote regular formats. Yes, like, but we, I, 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 us not being like routine EDH players, I'm not going to speculate on like well, what is changing. the kind of Magic that people who who are <laughs> yeah. But like if, if 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 they have a large player base that they want to appeal to which obviously they do with all these commanded products this year that they plan on coming out with and doing all this stuff to appeal commander players and like GPs were pretty much just commander conventions at a certain point. Like it makes sense that they would want to appeal to those players. And if the the cost comes at, you know, we go through these periods where these new cards are just broken, that's not an unforeseeable future. But I think if that's where they want to go and they just want to make it so that, nope, Companions are always going to be a thing, and instead of leaning away from it, we're going to lean into it harder. Where the same way every set has planeswalkers, every set just has more companions. I don't know how you make that many kind of deck building restrictions, but like, if that's a world that we go into, I would be interested to see what the world. I don't think it would be healthy, but I would be interested to see what the world would look like if instead of just ten companions, four of which are playable, were currently legal. If instead we had a hundred companions and see how open that makes the format because the same way that you, your, your best decks were always going to be, you know, your, your Delver decks and your combo decks and whatever. Now the only thing that's keeping all of these decks together is everybody's playing a Lurus mirror, (laughs) but the variety of Lurus mirrors, because it works with so many different kinds of decks. Yeah, right, exactly. So I guess like you have the then you have the argument like for the sake of diversity, but like okay, I mean, for, like yes, the the companions were uh, like a really really egregious designs that are overwhelmingly powerful. But at the same time, not everybody thought that until people played with it. I don't remember what, what did we say in our cast when we were looking at companions. Did we all be were we all like this is absolutely insanely busted? Or did we, I think we, kind we, of I think we? I think we thought that Luris was busted and that Zerda was going to be played. I don't think we thought we didn't. We realized they. 
Like there are a lot of magic podcasts out there. I don't think we took the Garuda deck seriously. (laughs) There are a lot of magic podcasts, and I I try and listen to as many of them as I can because they are our fellow podcastian folk. And there are there is a handful of podcasts that straight up dismissed companions because it's a tough mechanic to to like understand without actually seeing it in practice. Well, it's one of those things where it's like I might tell you, I might say like. Mishra's Bobble. What am I going to do? Play Mishra's Bobble in my Delver deck, and here I am on Saturday, cracking a Mishra's Bobble, and then deciding if I want to fetch away my second dread. I mean, that also like, is a nod. To, that also is a nod to tell you how close Mishra's Bobble is to just being a legacy play, a, a like a, a, a good I legacy know, playable. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, like it, is, it is like the margin between it being playable and unplayable is 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 razor thin because it is like the 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 ponder of modern. Right, Mishra's it's like just the four of that you play in modern. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know, but like, I don't think I think that we, I think that we did, I think that most people were like, this, this card always having uh, access to it is probably pretty good. It might, I think we thought it might take twenty four hours, more than twenty four hours. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah, I definitely I wasn't like they're gonna immediately break this. In like Lutri and Vintage, I was sort of like, yeah, I mean, that, I, mean, I don't know if we even talked about it, but I was like, okay, like Vintage is basically a singleton format. Lutri's going to be good. Let's see, you know, like, like you know, I bet the people try Lutri, but you only get to play one Force of Will. Yeah, you can't just like the one no. Force of Will thing, I, I didn't even, I, I, I dismissed it immediately. I was like, no, 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 no. One Force of Will. Modern Horizons made fun- close to functional reprints of all the most powerful cards that are played in the most powerful formats. So you have to, you, you, you get two forces. Force of Will. Slightly, you get two forces. slightly less good versions of those cards. I mean, I agree. It's it's exactly what like all you need like you have mind break trap right so like you can just do it right force of will mind break trap force of negation mental misstep there's your direction or free counter spells misdirection yeah they're all there so maybe maybe just work like maybe we just didn't you know we could have maybe gone deeper on that because. You know, like that's how if you ever if anyone's I mean, ever could we have really up, gone just, deeper during during that two hour session where we talked about those cards? I, <laughs> that's okay. I think we did. I think that people did kind of. I just I just think people are sort of shocked by how good it is. And I think that the thing that's getting me is that this isn't just legacy players and vintage players complaining that it's like whoa. Like this is terrible for modern. This is terrible for pioneer. It's bad in standard so far. Like every they put on all these premier events, and every one of them was dominated by this mechanic. Like immediately, that's insane. That's you know the insane. thing. The, the thing that's crazy about Lutri too is it, Lutri hasn't shown up in Legacy. At least from my perspective, Lutri has not shown up in Legacy for the sole purpose that or for, that brainstorm and ponder. It's not sole purpose, sole reason that brainstorm and ponder are legal, legal as four ofs. Yeah, that's probably in right. Vintage, in Vintage, to play Lutri, you have to give up some number of forcibles, which you just replace with the alternatives that we just mentioned. And the only four of that you really would have to give up is, like, your preordains, because Ponder and Brainstorm are already, like, in the confines of what Lutri is asking for. Yep, yep. So, like, in, if, in, in our world, let's say, let's say they were just like, all right, guys, uh, Ponder and Brainstorm banned from uh, Legacy, I think Lutri would show up. Yeah, oh, you yeah. some factor fictions would be so good. And it turns also, the, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned EDH with all this stuff because, we like, I don't know how closely, if at all, you guys follow uh, CEDH, but like most of the CDH blue decks are basically just like, okay, like if these are the best blue cards that we can play, like, and then you <laughs> get wait, to a wait, place yeah. where you're like, okay, um, I guess sleight of hand is playable. Um, okay, I guess this card is play like you know there's it, it's basically a top 100 or top 60 cards that are that are blue, right? You just get to see like immediately like what are these cards, right? Uh, yeah, I mean for for what it's worth like in in a competitive environment like the, the singleton of here are the top 100 cards that have ever been printed in a certain color or whatever for a, a competitive EDH deck. That was just an inevitability over time, anyway, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. like the same way that the same way that vintage is just inevitably like if they refuse to ban Mishra's Workshop, then that deck is inevitably lands plus one of, one of whatever are. the most powerful cards are that are all restricted, right? Like, but that's <laughs> that, like people have been joking about that since Mishra's Workshop was unbanned. Well, that's uh, because that's because uh, the blue decks are like that. The blue decks are lands power. 
restricted blue cards, restricted black cards. Like it's, yeah, and if, like and if, if the power level, if the like, power level of cards is going to increase or or stay at the current level that they're printing anyway, then a bunch more cards are going to be restricted and then just be those decks anyway. So that like the 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 best of clause was just that that was an inevitability if the game just continued to to be successful. And this card just plays right into it, right? Yeah. That, that card, like Lutri gets better as more as more as just cards being printed. Elemental just a more item. viable option in 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 formats where every card is legal. Like I right now, Lutri is some... like next set. Lutri will be more playable than he is now, and then two sets are now even more playable, and like and so on and so forth until he like the the there there are enough spells that do enough of the same thing that having Lutri as a companion is just net upside versus having to give up, you know, it's like, okay, they, wanna, if they print brainstorm at sorcery speed, obviously nowhere near as good, yeah. but if we get a brainstorm at instant speed and then a brainstorm at sorcery yeah, speed and then it. a brainstorm in a different color and then, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to Pepperidge Farm remembers everybody here, but do you remember when it was like a set came out and there might be three cards to talk about for eternal formats? No, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. It's been a while. It's been a while. I, I remember zero well, of that in my lifetime. Every set has broken our, has broken legacy every time. Uh, it's, it's, uh, okay, here's the tweet from Brian Gottlieb. Companions, first and second in the Vintage Challenge. There were at least four or five more. First through fourth in the Legacy Challenge. The entire top of the Modern Challenge had a, had a companion. First through fourth in the Pioneer Challenge. And then six of eight slots in the top eight of the Standard Challenge. I mean... Is the future future league made of competitive players doing what competitive players want? <laughs> Standard is interesting because it always feels like, like to me that it always feels like if if I were le- if I were fifteen and left to my own devices to make magic cards, of course I would build the most powerful cards because I don't give a shit about the game. You know, I just want to do like, silly shit, and that's what this feels like. It's also, with like unchecked, unchecked, like just like little kid making cards. So my understanding of companion in EDH is that you have your hundred cards, and then if you meet the deck building restriction of the companion, you just get the companion as a one hundred and first card, right? Oh, 119 cards in your uh, if you use well, that. Well, you're that. not allowed to use the sky. Sky nomad is not is not legal as a companion. In, oh, in really? EDH because you're you're capped you at 100 cards. You must have right? exactly 100 cards. Oh, yeah. oh, I was actually looking forward to building a Yorick. So you, well, you, you can play you can play him as your actual commander. You can play him as a commander. You can put him yeah, in, in your 99. Yeah, that's all. yeah. Okay, okay. but you can't play. But the, the companions, the, otherwise, the companions, if you meet their restrictions, they're just a 101st card, right? Yeah, yeah. Correct. Um, yeah, that's why they, that's what. So Gigantha was one that I was actually I, I think I again like just so the information is coming fast and furious, but like like people were just like ah, I just put this in the sideboard of my like you know affinity deck. You get you get to, yeah. And you I just had like four in a red for a five five if I needed it. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Seems yeah. good. <laughs> Uh, it might not have been, it might not have been affinity. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but yeah. I, it just, I saw I saw Gigantha in an Eldrazi list. You'd love to see it. Because Boy. they are splashing green. And yeah. they Meanwhile, don't have any... you cannot use no that for any... Oh, I guess no generic mana cost, so you really can't do it for anything no, it's, else. No, it's, it's just a free five mana five five. Yeah. You just get to that have a five five. mana. You should just put Fist of the Suns in your deck, too. For giggles. Just play Fist of the Suns just for the hell of it. <sighs> Just like, oh, whoops, I cast it and bring it. Yo, there you go. There's your new vintage shops deck. (laughs) Just just turn one Fist of Suns and then cast a Gigantha on turn two and then, you know, turn three, start casting. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Jenga Texas. Dope. Well, I had my other solutions were things like just, you know, erase the mechanic and just say like, whoops. Then there was like just banned. The, there's the mechanics that exist in the serious structured formats. I, I like to, I like the suggestion that you had of just uh, make it put it into the rules text that your companion starts in the command zone, and then instead of the sideboard, and then there's no command zone in serious constructed. Yeah, right. And so that that like that means that okay, it removes it from constructed, but then EDH players can still have and play with all of the companions, well, and it just 
it, it doesn't change the companion functionally in EDH. Well, it look, just exists think, in the command zone. I think it's healthy for the for any any uh, uh, new mechanic to be the most played mechanic in standard. So I think that having like six out of eight uh, standard decks, that's that's wonderful. That's that's you've done well for standard as far as that design is concerned. I don't uh, know about. But I, I think I after disagree that, with that, like, that, that mechanic should be the most played thing in standard. I don't think. I, I don't no, I think. think I think that, like if if you look back and you look at like I don't know. Uh, I mean, these aren't healthy standards necessarily, but they they implement the, the <laughs> so other unhealthy standards. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, we can look at uh, devotion was a bad idea, obviously, um, but miracles. Uh, did not devotion do very wasn't well. a bad idea. Thought season Mutavault and standard were a bad idea. <laughs> well, this is also true. That's um, true. Um, fucking love it. Oh, um, but like, l- let's look. Let's look at uh, other things. Uh, uh, Constellation didn't really make it as like a thing, right? Uh, th- there were some heroic decks, but like that was m- fine. You know, well, I think that. I think that what would be a mechanic? I mean, you could say like Phyrexian mana. That might have been, but that's widely considered to be a mistake, right? Yeah, like Forsyth, there's Forsyth. Phyrexian mana in every in every standard deck because every deck played Dismember or and or Gataxian Probe with potential to play Mental Misstep and then Birthing Pod, right? Ro- Rosewater just had a, a on his, on Rosewater's podcast. He had Forsyth on as a guest. And Forsyth in that podcast, which was, you know, I don't know, within the last couple of weeks, straight up was like, yeah, I definitely regret Phyrexian mana. That was a mistake. Yeah. So they, they know that that was a mistake. That's not. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so it, it, you're like, you're like, yes, a lot like there will be standard. You, you'll have a mechanic that's really good at standard for a while. Right. Like heroic was good for a while. Or, um, well, actually, let's think about the ones that have been dominant, though. Energy, yeah. Phyrexian mana. And. Um, and now this, like the energy Phyrexian mana part of this, like that, that that's the precedent. That's not good for this. That's not a good, that's not, that's not going to um, really be something you want to, uh, to, to say like, what's the, when the, when, the, when you're being compared to that, those, then you're in trouble as a, as affinity. a uh, <laughs> affinity. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're being compared to all that, you are in trouble. So yeah. like, I, I mean, I, I think companion companion is stronger than the majority of those. Time will tell. <laughs> I think time is already told. Oh uh, no! I, I don't, I, know, I don't know, man. Phyrexian man is pretty strong. Phyrexian man is really strong. Phyrexian man, but it's the same thing. No opportunity cost. Yeah, exactly. Right? To to get access to something more consistently than you could otherwise. I'm playing a mono green deck. Eh, sometimes I need to clear out something with death touch. I'll just play a couple of these dismembers. Right. You know, I, I mean, it does follow the the pattern of so the London Mulligan made it so more games just played uh, more scripted because you were able to sculpt your opening hand to be more or less the same or closer to the same every time, right? And now instead of having to mulligan to sculpt your hand, you just they're starting to just here's your hand. Oh my God! The second place. <laughs> and look at the second place modern deck was burned with Lyris. Yeah, dude, we were just talking about that. Nice, we did. Wait, it. we were? Yeah, dude, I straight up was like, yes, you put Lyris in. You just straight up put it in burn. And starting out in the format, people are just going to assume that if if you're playing Lyris, you're on like Storm, and then oh, you no, splash no. them to Lyris, and then they uh, yeah. They can cast it though. They've got Sunbaked Canyon and Sacred Oh yes, Boundary you you still, you still get to use it as a spell. But I was saying at the beginning. <laughs> Like if 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 in Legacy, if somebody showed me a Lurus and then I'm mulliganing to to play against a Storm deck, and then they just go Goblin Guide and attack me, and I'm like, well, I'm fucking dead. The first the first four decks are Lurus decks. The fifth one is Yorian. Sixth one is Lurus again. Uh, seventh is also Lurus. Eighth is Lurus. <laughs> when I was nine, looking at when I was looking at Yorian nine. decks, I was I was just like, man, the deck building capacity for Yorian is actually freeing because instead of being like, well, I guess I got to cut the, the fourth predict. It's like, nah, dude, just play all the, play all the forums of all the things you ever wanted. My, it's like, do you want to break from Ponder and game? You get to have it. The 10th, the 10th place deck is what I was thinking of. It was a humans deck. Uh, yeah, it's like five color humans. Tell me it was with, uh, the orphan guard. (laughs) With what? The the uh, the card that can't be played with, obviously. 
the Celestia. No, dude, there, there, there are some, there are definitely oh, some, uh, some like creatureless, so creatureless decks that would just free roll it. Here's, here's, here's an interesting yeah, thought uh, about about Urion is that we have for very a very long time shamed ourselves into believing that. Uh, anything above 60 cards, even like one card above 60 cards, you might as well quit the tournament, right? Uh, I think what's going to happen with Urion is people are going to realize that the consistency of an 80-card deck is not that much different than the consistency of a 60-card deck, and it's going to free people up to make some weird deck decisions. Hard disagree. <laughs> If you're not giving, if you don't give me, if you with like a 68 card deck, if you're not giving me a free five X flyer that draws a bunch of cards when it ETBs, there's no way anybody in their right mind is sleeving up 80 cards. What is this deck? Because we've been ashamed of not sleeving up those those extra 20 cards, man. How much is Niv? Oh, it's Niv Mizzet. I see what's happening. Okay, Niv Mizzet is the sauce. You bring to life for Niv Mizzet. That's sick. That's yeah, sweet. <laughs> you bring to you bring to life from Niv Mizzet. Niv Mizzet finds another bring to light, and so you always have a Niv. And then you just oh, you also finds everything else in here. Kai is yeah, back. but now you also get to free roll a Gigantha. Um, no, this is this one actually doesn't have a uh, have a companion. Wait, what place did they finish in? Twenty first. <laughs> yeah, they would have finished above that had they just free rolled the Gigantha. Can they play Gigantha in this deck? I'm just double checking. Yes. Uh, no, Supreme Verdict. Oh, That's get the Supreme player. Verdict out of there. Play a play a freaking uh, any free other Wrath. <laughs> Your free five five that is going to net you Nib mana is way better. That's actually a good point. Yeah, get the Nib mana. Oh, let's see the burn deck that didn't have your uh, Loras finished in twenty third. <laughs> um, wow, just unbelievable. Well. I guess that's it for us, right? I think, yeah, I think, I think we've exhausted great ourselves. And we need we more. went hard, we went long. Um, we need more companions. I, I really, I don't know. I think some of them are cool. I think some of the effects are cool, but uh, it's just going to be too much, isn't it? Well, I want, I want a companion that, uh, like, I'm. So, where, where is the companion that says you can only have one color of card in your deck? Yeah, right. There you go. That's a cool companion. Or, you know, like, ugh, just... I don't know what that companion would do, but, like, who gives a shit? It would be free. So you would play it. How about the card companion where you can only have artifacts? Dude, if I could play the mono blue companion, that way I'm like, I can go back and try my good old uh, Vidalcan Shackles, that'd be delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, where's, you know, you play your, your old, uh, your good old High Tide companion. Hey guys, uh, hey wizards, uh, you know, uh, Phil's happy to start designing for you. <laughs> Yo, if they hired and you, you, know what Phil would do? do? You know what I guarantee you? Phil would do? Phil would look at what's in standard. Where he turned into design. This isn't like broken or anything, is it? <laughs> I, I, if they hired me and they were like, Phil, the only reason we hired you is so you can come up with more companions. I'd be like, that's exactly what the game needs. Let's go. More companions. And then I give them a bunch of designs where all of the companions all cost an amount that you would never be able to cast it from your sideboard. There you go. All right. We good? We're good for we're now. Good. Right. Um, have a good one, everybody. Bye. Legacy players, listen to me. The format, it's a mess. Oko is a piece of shit, but at least we have the breach. Wizards is designing freely, cause that does some big mistakes. They dream about making money, mythics that players will chase. Just look at Ren6 and Oko, planeswalkers no fun for me. At least there's a busted combo that we offer easily. Underworld breach, underworld breach. Crack Lotus Petal, Sack and LED, escape them for free. We need more cars to hit our yard. Brains freeze ourselves, your system's hard. Infinite mana, shit is bananas, underworld breach. A yard will for one less mana. That's fine, what could be so bad? Wait, the cards don't exile after? Nope, they just make you sad. Winning is just way too easy when opponents cannot speak. Silence is the sweetest sound when you flip your whole library. Uh-oh, Underworld Breach.
and a world breach. Nobody beat us, our players are cheaters, we have no GP. Grinding station brings the heat, seals destroy the hate too easily. Deck is straight nonsense, filthy sweet hot mess like legacy. Underworld breach. Since nothing matters, haters can blather indefinitely. Even if they take the breach away, it is assuredly said to say. Spoilers in season, power creep for no reason. Underworld breach. I play a land and then play a rock and then cast a spell. It feels what I got if they wreck the planet. No worries, fam. It's not yet turn three. I'm hellbent. It sucks. I guess it's bad luck. Oh, wait. I forgot. This deck can't be stopped. If it loses steam, reclaim like Sabine and go off again for free. Yeah, I get that, like, people want them to just ban Underworld Breach. But, like, what if we, the legacy community, like, solved ways to beat it without them banning it, you know? That would be pretty wild. Underworld Breach! Underworld Breach! Try sending pizza to cafeteria at R&D! What does the future future league do? How could this designer made it through? Utterly broken, Twitter has spoken, Underworld Breach! Each time they do that, it ruins the format, Underworld Breach! Making announcements, freaking us out when we knew it would happen. 29 day relapse and also Uro is stupid. Why would you do this? Underworld Breach!